This show is part of the Modern Witch Podcast Network. For more shows like it, visit www.modernwitch.com. I didn't do the job well enough, Barnabas. I am not dead yet. While I can still breathe, I will have my revenge. Here is a power that frightens the deer in the forest terrifies fearless dogs. A woman so intrigued that her face and figure fascinate every man. The woman whose warmth consumes. I've set a curse on you, Barnabas Collins. You wanted you just said so much where you shall have her. Not in the way you chosen. If you're not too afraid, make a date with the woman you'll never forget. A woman impervious to bullets. But the astounding she-monster is no more to be feared than beasts of our own underworld. Never rest, Barnabas. You will never be able to love anyone. Whoever loves you will die. That is my curse. Here is a power that frightens the deer in the forest terrifies fearless dogs. A woman so intriguing that her face and figure fascinate every man. The woman whose warmth consumes. And you will live with it through all eternity. What is that? It's a little bag made from the skin of a toad. Does it matter? She's tampering in dark sided stuff. Yet in our own supremely rational time, there has been a dramatic rebirth of the ancient arts of witchcraft. You're listening to the Modern Witch Podcast with Devin Hunter. And welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. My name is Devin Hunter. Thank you for joining me. I know it has been a second, uh, but we're back together again, like good old friends. Here we are. Uh, today we have Martha Kirby Cabo, and she is the other half of the writing team behind Thrifty Witchcraft and or Thrift Witchery, and it is you know it, it was a very interesting book. And if you listen to the conversation I had with Vincent um, in the last episode, there was definitely like I thought it was a little deeper than maybe the title and the book cover suggested. Um, and we're going to get a little bit further into that today with Martha. It was actually a really good discussion. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. You can find all of this and so much more on modernwitch.com. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go follow me on YouTube because that's actually where most of the podcasts go way before they end up on the audio. Like, I think this interview was sitting on my hard drive for like six months. So I'm just saying, like, if you want to keep current on everything, you can see the live streams, you can see the video, you can see all kinds of other videos. Like I did a whole Scientology book haul. Yeah, that was interesting. All that's over on YouTube. So go check it out. Uh, and if you find that the podcast feed starts to get a little sparse, then there's probably something going on over at YouTube. And I just haven't 
had the time or bandwidth to switch things over, edit them, compile them, put them together over here for the podcast stream. But do definitely go check me out on YouTube. There's always something fresh going on. Uh, Once again, thank you for tuning in. My name is Devin Hunter, and this is an interview with Martha Kirby Cabo. We'll be right back after the break. Where are you? There you are. Yay, Martha's here. Okay, I was like, did I hit the button right? Did I hit the button right? Um, So... Martha Kirby Capo. I love three name people. It's like one of my, like you're like one of my favorite groups of people. Um, I've, I'm always a, I have to say your full name. Like even mm-hmm. if I've known you for years, it's still, mm-hmm. so when I meet you at a con, I'll be like, Martha Kirby Capo. It'll be just going to be a whole thing. So just be prepared. Uh, how are you doing today? You know, it's a, it's a good day. I'm over in Miami. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, uh, perfect plant territory for, yes. for sure. Uh, the yeah, plants here are very true. unusual. I've never really lived in Florida before we moved down here. And so it's uh, it's been interesting trying to uh, kind of wrap my head around uh, what seasons what seasons look like down here. Mm-hmm. You know, we were up in the Midwest for about a dozen years and I was in Texas before that. Uh, and so the seasons that that ended up being um, a, whole, a whole opportunity to sort of reconnect with my witchcraft uh, and 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 uh, the uh, uh, sort of ebb and flow of what was going on with that because the seasons were so different down here. It's a really yeah. long answer. I'm fine. It's a short answer. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I, I love it. We're, we're uh, going through a late spring here in Northern mm-hmm. California because of all the rain that we've had, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, it's definitely turned into lots of discussion about weather patterns. And, you know, me and my partner sure. were sitting on the patio yesterday. We're like, we've become those people. <laughs> that like like the number one discussion is what do you think the weather's going to be like? Do you think oh, it's going to gonna... rain? Do you think yep. it's going to rain? <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, so you wrote a book with the amazing Vincent Higginbotham, uh, and this is Whoa. it, everyone. Take it, check it, buy this book. Go on Amazon right now or your local bookstore and purchase this. Um, and I have to. So I grilled him. So he came on uh, and interviewed. I'm dropping that video. Uh, hopefully this weekend. So mm-hmm. it's really perfect timing for you to be on. Um, but in the, I grilled him because I read this book and did he tell mm-hmm. you that I gave him a hard time about the title? No, no. So yes. tell me, tell me. I so I, I, I love, I went to, I love the book. I think the title is misleading and here's why, because it is the thrifty stuff is like a 10th of the book. The rest of it's like really good, deep, like wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, Oh no, I'm telling everybody like, this is, this is the, I just bounced my microphone. This is the book that like you really do want to read, especially if you're in the first couple of years of your practice, Mm -hmm. like you really do want to take a look at this book. And I, I'm reading it and I'm like, well, when are we going to get to the thrifty stuff? Like I was expecting like listicles and like all of it. And it was, it was, no, here's actual practical wisdom from people who've been practicing and have made witchcraft a part of their life because they Mm -hmm. had to, and be a part of their life because it, you know, called to them and they were able to work it in a very specific way. And so I, I did, I grilled him about it. So when you see the episode, everybody, yeah, you will, you're going <laughs> to listen to me just, just totally you're like, are you sure it's thrifty? Would you? And I'm not doing that because I know how the name process goes. I know how titles yeah, work yeah. and like all that. So I get it. But it, I'm, I'm like, oh, this totally, I don't, I guess I was expecting like dollar store witchcraft sure, like advice. Sure, right. Sure. And instead I got what is like really good witchcraft advice. So like, and it wasn't about the dollar store. I mean, we have stuff in there, you know, but I mean, come on, we all go buy our candles at the dollar store. They're, let's be real. Um, So there's like no shame. I mean, come on, like wherever you can find your magic. Fantastic. 
Um, but let me tell you, when I'm going through this and I'm like, we're just going to let's take a look at the glossary or the uh, <laughs> table of contents, shall we, everybody? Because this is, uh, yeah, so there's part one, the intangibles, self-empowerment, mm -hmm. intuition, wisdom, intention. Nothing about thrift in there. Part two, the tangibles. Let's get practical. Foraging. Fine. There we go. Now we get into the more thrifty stuff. Mm -hmm. Finding mm -hmm. and fabricating. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm over here like, okay, this book is the shit. Like, it's just, there's like, it's really good. And you're like, you, anyway, people, I, I read a lot of witchcraft books. I have been selling witchcraft books in a bookstore of some kind since I was like 16. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love all the books that come in all this. This is the one that I was surprised by. I was not based on the title and based on like the subtitle magic for the penny pinching practitioner. I was expecting a very different thing. What I got was something that was like hella, like hella good. There's a lot of deep stuff in there. Mm. Watch the episode with Vincent. I go into it, Vincent. Um, but let me just, so let me talk, let's talk about that because I feel like we've got the, you've got this priestess power and it's coming out in this book. And I don't know, when, when is your priestess book coming out? When is, when is that magic going to be shared with the world? <laughs> Well, I have um, to tell you that uh, you are not the only person. I'm sure Vinny said this too. You are not the only person who has uh, indicated that they thought the title uh, 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 might be a little misleading. Uh, well, misleading is a is a strong word, but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Inaccurate. How about that? Inexact. We'll say that word. Inexact. I like the inexact. inexact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do love. I do love the. Uh, uh, alliteration with penny pinching practitioner i love that yes yes i love how uh thrifty witchery there's a lot of ch -ch -ch in there i love that mm -hmm. but this is really a book about abundance yes and and this is a book about the abundance that is within you so not not yes. abundance mm -hmm. of you know open the open the doors and look at all the stuff i have but how abundant you are as a practitioner mm -hmm. and, and you come sort of preloaded with that abundance. And we don't, we're not taught that uh, mm -hmm. by the overculture. The mm -hmm. overculture tells us oh, like old hippie broad here. The overculture tells us that we don't have enough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a culture of scarcity because they want to sell you something. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you, you don't have enough. And, the trick is to realize that you have enough, you, you have such abundance in yourself and you're able to, um, to gather your tools from things that already are loaded with your magical DNA because they are in your house. They, they are, they're sharing that space with you. And then you can save your money for like the really nifty things that mm -hmm. you want to have, not right. have to have. Right. You know, if you feel like all of your tools are something that you have to have, and so you're spent, you're spending money on that, then you don't have anything left over for the want to have mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really, that's really what the book is about is, is self empowerment. I'm sure Benny talked a lot about that. Uh, and then we're looking at um, uh, wisdom, intuition, uh, intention, what the relationships are between these uh, intangible qualities. Uh, where they come from, how you can develop them, what they do, what's the act of bringing uh, an, an intention from the realm of your thought where it's born out into the world where it becomes tangible, what exactly is happening there and how mm -hmm. do you, and, and, 
it, it's a whole bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and when, the thing that I really connected with was that I, you know, I came to witchcraft originally as this, this weird little psychic kid. I mm -hmm. stayed because it gave me an avenue out of a, uh, we'll just say uh, out of, out of a place where I wasn't able to grow. Right. It gave me mm -hmm. an avenue away from, from that stuff. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I have this very different relationship to witchcraft than what I see a lot of people online have. And that's not a, mm -hmm. a bad thing. It just is what it, it is. Just is yeah. But I resonate with what you wrote about in the book and stuff that, you know, Vincent and I talk about, about just, Hey, like we, you know, we come from nothing. And when you come from nothing, then the idea of buying a $2,000 Athame or something is like, excuse me. Yeah. That's not going to happen. You know? And so when you, you, come from this this place of i practice witchcraft because the spirits are telling me this is mm -hmm. how i can move through life or mm -hmm. what, whatever mm -hmm. uh it you develop a very different relationship with magic and you know i the i you know i i did photo books i can't i can't i'm not like bitching about people who post everything online like i get right. it but the flip side of that is we really do end up with this mentality that you have to it's uh, you know the commodity of the aesthetic Mm -hmm. and not necessarily the the magic that's found inside of the aesthetic or why the aesthetic exists to begin See, with. See, I, I think, and, and, and this brings up a great point, mm -hmm. I think, um, these images uh, that are curated, that's not what magic is. Magic mm -hmm. is not a curated um, object right. or, or activity. Uh, and so there are going to be parts of it that are... Um, a little um, triangle fitting in a circle, you know, in a puzzle or a little mm -hmm. wonky or a little, you know, I've, I've, I've seen people do ritual, lead ritual. And if like one thing goes wrong, first off, they're on script the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Um, but if something goes sideways, then everything stops. Right. And to me, like when you're really in the groove, when you're doing your magic and you are doing your ritual, then the things that go sideways, uh, those are kind of moments of grace, hmm. if, if that's a word that people are comfortable with. That Those mm -hmm. are moments where, like, if you're always in control of every single thing, that's not magic. Mm -hmm. When the stuff comes in sideways uh, or something blips, you know, something happens, that is, that's an energy that is getting your attention for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Is, is getting your attention, asking for your attention, asking to be included. In, in whatever ritual or whatever manifestation you are trying to work. And you have a choice. You can say, no, I've got this thing going over here, wrote it up, got it all down. It's all, this is exactly what mm -hmm. I'm gonna do. I know exactly what it's gonna be. Or you can listen to what that other energy is that wants to be included and say, okay, I'm gonna play with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna let you braid into what I'm gonna be doing here. And it may look completely different than what you wrote down on paper. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> right. But to me, all those little kind of uh, hitches and, and twitches and, and, and things that kind of go bump in the ritual, uh, that's, that's when stuff is really popping. That's mm -hmm. when stuff, is, that's when you know you're connected to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that spoken like somebody who learned intuitively. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that, right. And so, you know, yeah, I'm with you on that. Cause I'm, I'm the same way I'm Mr. If I can't feel it, like if we're in a ritual and, and I can't feel energy, we're going to just start over again. And mm -hmm. we're going to like, we're not, we're not 
pissing away, you know, like we're not doing that. So right. I'm that guy. And yeah. um, for, for, you know, we've done it with huge groups, small groups. It is, you just got to plug in. And if you don't know how to plug in, then it's a very mm -hmm. different kind of thing, which is back to the book. That's, you're talking about plugging in and exactly in different right. ways to plug in. And that is why I'm like, no, no, this is really a good book. There's all these little gems here because people don't talk about the plugging in and they don't talk about really what it takes and from a day-to-day -day kind of flow to get plugged in, stay plugged in, feel empowered while you're plugged mm -hmm. in, because that's mm -hmm. not always an easy thing either. Um, and, and that's all explored here in the book, which is, was really, again, hidden wisdom, hidden gem, wasn't expecting that. Um, and it's, and so it's, and like I said, it's, it's obviously that like you and Vincent learned magic, like the hard way, right? Like you yeah. learned it through experience and getting your mm -hmm. hands dirty. And that's very clear. And I like those books because those are coming from people who have practical gnosis, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and to me, mm -hmm. that's what, that's the most helpful. Like I, I totally enjoy reading my Chumbly and my, you know, my, my Crowley and, you know, all that. But there's a point where it's like, unless you're going to really devote a whole like giant area of your life to just mm -hmm. this thing, mm -hmm. it's really hard to find those, those um, skills uh, mm -hmm. in books that give you the ability to find access in your own way and find access to your own things without mm -hmm. judgment. That's the other bit here. There was no judgment in this book. There's no like weird moral blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very practical, grounded wisdom. And that's the stuff that I think feeds the fires of magic for a lot of people. I think people. so. And yeah. we are so, uh, I don't know how, again, I'll need to listen when this comes up later on, but I don't know uh, how much Vinny got into how different he and I really are. We're, we're really different. And well, let's our... talk about that. Yeah. So let's talk. So I, yeah, Vincent and I, we go into a whole, a whole thing. So, you know, we've, I, we get his background, we get yeah. his origin story. But what's your origin story, right? You know, so if we, I, uh, compared to the two of you, I uh, come from a background of, of uh, privilege. I come from a really uh, privileged background, where um, and I am I'm 65 and grew up in the South. Grew up in Texas, and I grew up in an environment where uh, it was very important who you were related to, like who are your people. What um, social organizations do they belong to? Uh, and and you stayed within your set, your crowd. And uh, I was I was raised to really believe that my highest function was to be able to give a really good dinner party, and to marry well, and to produce uh, children, and to uh, uh, support my husband because it was going to be a husband. Uh, to the best of my ability and be beautiful on his arm. And that didn't go so well. <laughs> From a very young age, that did not go so well. Now, I'm not going to say that my, my childhood was draconian. It was not. But there was a lot of conformity that was expected uh, in, in uh, our social circle. And I was nonconformist from a very young age. And so where, um, where Vincent's uh, background was one of... Uh, uh, scarcity. And, uh, um, you know, he had a lot of stuff that was going, he lived on the streets for a while and, and, uh, he was a foster kid for a while. He had a lot of stuff. Mine was, that's not my background, but I ended up with the same, uh, approach to magic from an opposite part of the spectrum where 
I couldn't, I couldn't conform. I couldn't conform. I couldn't conform. And so you become very, um, your practice becomes very closeted, um, not to appropriate a word, but it becomes very hidden so that you, you look like you're getting along to get along. You know, you got to fool them and, and, and kind of look like you, everybody else, but you're really living uh, your authentic life as a very interior life. Um, so when I got out of uh, that environment and started striking on my own, that's when I started coming, trying to put a name on whatever it was that I was doing, like my, my, my uh, faith practice or my spiritual practice or however you want to say that. Uh, and which was not something that I just sort of, sort of like leapt in with my uh, hip waders and said, okay, I'm in the witch swamp. Uh, I really did a lot of trying to figure out what the, what is this? I mean, I'm, I'm too, I'm, I'm, I don't fit. I don't fit anywhere. And it wasn't until probably I was in my thirties that I really thought, you know, I, I, I think, I think this is, I think I'm a witch. And I didn't really, I didn't really share that with anybody. And it wasn't until other people started coming up to me saying, well, and you're a witch. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you say so. But then I thought, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to embrace everything about that word. I'm going to embrace um, the political aspect of that word. I'm going to embrace the uh, otherness, not the other ring, the otherness of that word. And I'm going to be, you know what? I'm going to be a beacon that let them, they always say, like, if you uh, if you are your authentic self, you're uh, essentially giving permission for other people to be their authentic self as well. And I thought, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be who I am. And golly, if you like it. Yay. And if you don't, you know, have an excellent day. And I hope, uh, you know, you continue on your merry way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As it should be. As it should be. Yeah. I mean, no, um, it, nobody had to yeah. agree with me. But but right. I. I really got to a point uh, in my, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 65. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm not comfortable with myself by now, um, th there's a problem with that. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. No, seriously. Yeah. That's, that's real. I think about that. I mean, I'm 36 and I'm like, if I am not just happy with me now, I don't think it's ever going to happen. So we might as well just love what we got and keep going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, and yeah. I think that's part of when we all say, okay, you've got to do the work. Yeah. Uh, to me, witchcraft is something, uh, you know, I'm, um, there's an aphorism out there. It's like physician, heal thyself. But I think it's mm -hmm. witch, know yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Witch, mm -hmm. know yourself. Yeah, I think when that... you know yourself, yeah. you then have this big juicy boost mm -hmm. of confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's not to say that you can't be surprised by aspects of yourself along the way. Uh, we all have blind spots about ourselves. We all have dark spots that we're afraid to look at. Um, but the more you, you work to know yourself, the more robust your magic making is going to be. I mm -hmm. believe that with every fiber of my being. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I talk a lot about, um, and making it a point to talk a lot about rather this year with people, mm -hmm. um, is essentially, you know, as we're writing, we are opening up we're sharing our spirituality with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is a very vulnerable thing to experience. It's a very vulnerable a, a moment for us when we turn that manuscript in. It's mm -hmm. vulnerable when we get those reviews in, you know, all of the things. 
and and I don't I don't think people realize uh, that we do have it kind of hard. In fact, we actually probably have it harder than other areas of publishing because we are mm -hmm. talking about our spirituality. We're not getting paid very well um, <laughs> for it compares you know comparatively to. Yeah, I mean, it's not like John Grisham at all, <laughs> at anywhere near John Grisham. <laughs> Um, and so there isn't a lot of payoff for us, you know, from a very practical standpoint to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, so for me, what I, what I'm interested in is scratching away at the surface and getting to why you're doing it. Why did you decide to write a, and what was it like for you to open up and talk about your spirituality with random people in a book? You know, um, I'm the, um, page manager of Pathios, Pathios Pagans, the Agora. And what, um, what has happened with that, uh, that's a shared blog. The only thing is you have to like write once a month. It's better if you write more, but you have to at least write once a month. And these writers kept getting book contracts. And so they would go over to uh, another part of the Pathios Pagan um, website and start writing for that. And and as there as somebody who was uh, like an editor for that, and and I would look at that and I was like, well, I could do that. I mean, why am I not doing that? All these people are getting book contracts, and and um, what am I doing? I mean, I'm. I'm <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for downloading this episode of the Modern Witch Podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much to my Patreon subscribers, to the people who are buying merch. Everyone involved in that type of monetary exchange is helping Modern Witch thrive right now. You're helping us produce new shows. Uh, the, you're covering the cost of making new shows and bringing them on so that we can highlight new voices in the community. You are making sure that there are people who otherwise wouldn't have a platform are getting a platform. And it's all just really freaking cool. So if you aren't already part of the Patreon, if you aren't already getting one of our subscription boxes uh, where you can get crystals and plants and all kinds of cool things delivered to you every month, uh, you totally should go to modernwitch.com and find out more about that. Uh, and again, we have really great merch. I mean, some really fantastic merch. And it's not just stuff that has like our logo on it. I mean, sure, that exists and you'll look fabulous in it. But there's also plus size dresses. There are all kinds of really beautiful occult and witchy designs some fun designs for Halloween. It's it's pretty loaded. So go over to modernwitch.com. There are so many ways that you can support us. And don't forget, a lot of our hosts on the network also have their own Patreons and they also have their own websites. So make sure that you also click on their links on our website and go check them out as well. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you so much for your support. And don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you grab your podcast from. Uh, make sure that you give us five stars, please. That really does help. It helps other people know that we are a high quality show um, and that we are producing good content that they might want to listen to as well. So hit that five stars, hit that subscribe button, and we will be in your ears as often as we possibly can. All right, back to the show. And so uh, Vinny, I'm sure Vinny told the story, um, you know, did his first book and I was, I was a, a big part of that behind the scenes, uh, just kind of making sure that, that, you know, it was cogent, uh, punctuation stuff, homonyms, yada, yada, yada. Um, and wrote the uh, the forward for it, and then he said, 
I was telling him, you know, I think you should write a, a second book and extend uh, some of the th on some of the thoughts that you presented here. He said, I think you should write that with me. I said, I don't know. And so he was very gracious and gave me some space and circled back around. And I said, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that because I really trusted Vinny uh, a lot. And I knew that he would be able to um, give give a space for my voice and and respect my voice as much as I respected his voice. And so we went ahead and, and worked together on on this book. And now I'm working on a second one. Um, and I think I I think I started writing for this for witchcraft books because I had written in other uh, areas and like published in poetry stuff and anthologies and um, hymns and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted to pin down what do I believe and why do I believe it? What do I believe? Why do I believe it? And why do I think that way? What's behind my thinking? And writing a book is a really great way to figure that out. And I learned a lot about myself as I wrote this book, and that was all valuable knowledge. So it sounds like it's terrifically self-centered, and I suppose in a way it is. As to the uh, as to bearing my soul to other people, um, I was talking to a good friend about uh, like reviews, and I was like, I just I just don't know that I'm going to read reviews. I don't think it's going to be healthy for me mentally. And that person said, you don't have to, you don't have to read them. And I was like. That, that that just freed me. And I thought, you know, I don't have to. I can I still have agency. Just because I wrote a book and just because people are, are reviewing it and, and I want people to leave a good review. Uh, but, you know, there's some snarky people out there. And it's very easy to take pot shots at somebody uh, from behind a screen. Extremely easy. Um, and I thought, for my mental health, I'm not going to read any reviews. I'm going to hope that they're good. And Vincent's very good. He'll tell me occasionally, oh, look, we have another five-star review. And I'm thrilled. But um, I'm kind of like the hermit, you know, in, uh, in um, tarot. I, I have a lantern, and I'm at a threshold. And I'm happy to go out there and, and lead with my lantern and, and show light on things for a while. And then I'm very happy coming back into my cave and staring at my navel and writing with my finger in the sand about what I think. And, and, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know I tell people I'm really good at talking about what I think. And so I, I, I can do that all day long. If you want to know something, <laughs> I will tell you what I think. Um, well, yeah, it, it, it's again, you know, it's so difficult because we are talking about, stuff that first of all you know we don't have a bibble and so we don't have this <laughs> this thing that we can all reference and then talk about mm -hmm. it, instead mm -hmm. we've got this scattered you know lore that's all mm -hmm. you know coming from all over mm -hmm. the world and we do our best to honor and recognize what we can but at the end of the day so much of of the work of a witch is is personal and it's like you you got to create this you know, I, I refer to it as religion of one. You got to kind of create your own mm -hmm. religion and you got to just keep moving forward with it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's a really difficult thing to do, especially when it comes time to talk about your shit, you know? Because, well, and I think that's yeah. true. And I think that there's, I think that different, uh, 
I, I don't want to say generational, but I do think that there are different people who define witchcraft differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For me, it's a spiritual path mm -hmm. uh, because it's a way of um, of uh, really uh, tapping into what my ethics are mm -hmm. and how I embody those ethics and and how to be in right relationship with the world, not only what I can see, but the unseen stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is not, you know, witchcraft is not easy. I don't think I don't think it's an easy. If you if you if you follow it as a spiritual path, I, I think it's challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it I think it uh, gives you opportunities to ask yourself a lot of questions about what your motivations are, and and uh, how do you square that with your actions? Uh, uh, you know, what are what? How are things aligned for you? Uh, in the spiritual realm, in the uh, ethical realm, in the intellectual realm, yada yada, and what you're what you're embodying in the world, what you're living in the world. How does that line up? And if it doesn't line up, why? Yeah. What's that about? Right. But you have to ask yourself that, and people don't mm -hmm. like to ask themselves that. That's a very no. hard thing to ask. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very hard thing to ask. Very important thing to do, but very hard to do. Um, so can we talk about, uh, KPP, what is it? Uh, radio? KPPR. KPPR. Yeah. So uh, there used to be a lot more pagan radio, uh, stations online. There used to be like, I was on, uh, and what, what was it? This pay, it was just pagan radio. Was, That's was, it, international uh, pagan radio. I think is yeah. the other, uh, the other big Yeah. One. And so, you know, it's, it's one of these things that we just don't have a whole lot of, of mm -hmm. these organizations. So I think it's really cool. I mm -hmm. wanted to do it for so long. I wanted to have my own online radio station. You have no idea. Cause then I could have music rights and I could play music on the show again. Sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, so can we talk about it? So what's going on over there? How are things are, are you know, um, I had, I did some uh, meditations for them. It's been, it's been, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a, a, a person who um, just live streams all, all this music all day long. It's all day long. Yeah. And, but it's not just music. It's also like uh, little uh, talks, you know, like people talking about something. I, um, I'm not quite sure how he gets his material. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I don't think it's, I don't think it's all like people just sending things in. Um, so I'm, I'm not clear on that, uh, but he doesn't really have that many commercials. I mean, every once yeah. in a while he'll, he'll run a commercial. Whereas the uh, international pagan radio is, is very much, uh, they are, um, they're it's a different heavy. animal. Yeah. yeah they're they're commercial is. heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Although they have got, you know, that's where, um, that's I think where I ran into cloud. I didn't run into him. I don't know cloud the rapper. But it was one of those things where I heard Cloud the Rapper and I thought, you know, this is not my style of music, but I love that this man is doing this. That it exists. Yeah. That it exists. Yeah. And I hope he gets a lot of airplay and gets invited to festivals because, yeah. you know, the um, uh, there are different generations of witches. Yeah. And some generations really dig the folk stuff. I might be one of them. Mm -hmm. And then some generations, that doesn't speak to them. That mm -hmm. music does not speak to them. But right. Cloud the Rapper and, um, oh, golly, Lone Wolf um, um, is another rapper, pagan rapper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, not my favorite kind of music, but it's very powerful. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm very pleased with it because it just shows something different, that we're not cycling around the same beautiful songs. 
um, right. that we've had for 40 the same Some chance, yeah. The, the the joke used to be the the pagan top twenty, and yeah. and we just would sing the same things over mm -hmm. and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it mm -hmm. is nice to have mm -hmm. diversity in voices mm -hmm. and in and in approaches, um, because it all matters. And you know, the more people of of pagan orientation um, do things to create art in different mm -hmm. aspects of life, the better, mm -hmm. because it informs the world that they mm -hmm. can, you know, other people can have a space here too. Mm -hmm. And if anything, we, uh, we have plenty of space, people, we've got plenty of room, mm -hmm. you know, there's, this is a, a never ending couch, actually, come sit next to me. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I feel that 100%. So when we're talking about, um, your writing and you working with uh, uh, Pathios and and your work there. Where do you tend to um, make your your post about? Like, do you do you focus on a specific topic or genre, or do you just kind of get into every little bit of things here and there? Like, you know, how how does your writing reflect in your blogging? Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of book reviews, a lot of book reviews, uh, because I was so uh, you know, the thrifty witchery. I think we wrote that. <laughs> It's probably going on three years now. It was the pandemic, uh, our pandemic book. Um, before that, I tend to, I some, I sometimes think of myself as the Garrison Keeler of witchcraft because I, I tend to write things that are like, for instance, for instance, when we moved here to Miami, which was a sudden and rather unexpected move. Uh, and there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And the trees down here, some of the trees down here have above ground roots. And as I kept going on my walks and kept seeing these, and I hadn't really seen like to an extent that I have not seen in other places. And I kept thinking, what is, why am I, why am I noticing this? Okay. It's different. What can I learn from this? And then I blogged something about, um, um, above ground roots and what, what they represent and feeling so cut off from what my other, um, community had been, uh, and, and what kind of metaphor can I get from these above ground roots? It's the same thing with watching, um, we had a, we have a, a screened in back deck that's quite big. And there was a butterfly that was, um, that made it in through the door and was kind of fluttering around. And I was like, just, just determined that I was going to be able to release this butterfly back out into the garden area and leave the, the back door open so it could do this. And, and, you know, I, I just was thinking about this butterfly and uh, the next day it was just, it was dead. It just died on the, on the deck. Uh, and it made me think about what is, what was my projection onto that butterfly? What was my expectation for that butterfly? I mean, maybe that butterfly only lives like for two days or something. I don't know. Uh, but it was, it was this whole idea of, of, putting things in perspective, like along what my priorities are, what my timeline is, and having to recognize that you no know, nature's for this butterfly, that it's, it, it has its own agency and its own um, integrity and its own timeline. And so that became a blog post trying to uh, figure out, reconcile, you know, what is it where I think, well, I know what's best for this butterfly. And the butterfly's like, well, you know, I, first off, I can't even perceive you. And <laughs> And I, you know, I, I'm doing, I'm pretty, pretty good doing my own damn business. Thank you very much. Uh, so that tends to be more of what, more of what my, my writing is, is about observational things that are happening in, 
like lightning, you know, well, what is happening with that lightning? What does that mean to me? What kind of meaning can I get from that? So I tend to be a real um, watcher. I'm a, I'm a real observer of what's going on and then trying to make sense of that and reconcile uh, what, what meaning can I get from that? So I'm not really topical. You know, like the the next hot take of something. I'm I'm really much yeah, more hot takes are gross. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. really much more. What is what is the nuance or the detail in this thing that most people overlook? Who yeah. cares about a butterfly? I mean, the zebra butterflies. I've got 15 of them in the backyard right now. They're very common to uh, to Florida. Who cares mm -hmm. about tree roots? We walk past them all the time, trying not to trip on them. Right. But there's something there, and if and I think that's part and parcel of being a witch, because to me it's not here's the mundane and here's the magical. To me, it's how you interact with it. It's all has magical potential. All of it, mm -hmm. all of it, all of it. It's how we approach the things around us, what we bring into that and what we're willing to take the blinkers off of and get out of the box and, and see that thing with a new perspective and, yeah. and then see what that can teach us. Absolutely. That's a very long answer. <laughs> no, it's a, that's a fantastic answer. That's a fantastic answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've written about similar things in my books, and um, I think that it kind of comes in part and parcel with being a witch, right? You have to I recognize, and you have to recognize and and reach out and be kind of intuitively drawn to those things. And when you was, recognize uh, that, it's amazing. I was reading, um, I did a review of your book, uh, the Crystal Magic book, and one of oh. the things that really popped for me was uh, you did all your own photography for that, right? Mm -hmm. And it is, it's, those aren't just photographs. Those are portraits because mm -hmm. you can tell that you have a connection with whatever the energy of that crystal is. I mean, it's very meticulously set up. Uh, um, every component of those portraits are very meticulously, is very meticulously set up. Mm -hmm. And, and what happens is, is that you get something. It's, it's like looking at, 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 at humans. Uh, almost portraitures, portraits of, of humans. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that's, that's very powerful. I mean, that's a real manifestation right there where, you know, you're putting all of this energy, all of this um, uh, attention and uh, uh, purpose uh, and intention mm -hmm. into this. It's a picture. It's a picture of a rock, mm -hmm. but that's not what's going on with that. And I really, to me, that is a an example of how to walk through the world. I mean, we can't do it all the time because we're, you know, we we have a finite resource. Mm -hmm. We're not infinitely energetic. I mean, maybe we are, but but you know, but there are other things that have to happen. You have to eat. Yeah. You know, you may have to take, caretake something. Uh, you probably have to do something to earn money. You have to at least do the laundry. Right. Uh, and so you can't maintain this 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 sort of hyper aware. Uh, Ness, hyper awareness mm -hmm. all the time, but you know it's worth a shot every once in a you while. You can certainly try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when something totally. catches your attention, stop and sit with that for a second if you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're driving down the highway, don't do that. But you know, if something we so often are so focused on what uh, what the goal for the day is, and we should be. Mm -hmm. But if something is catching your attention, rather than say, "Huh, how weird," stop. And why is that catching your attention? What about mm -hmm. that is catching your attention? And what does that mean? What meaning can you draw from that? Yeah. 
So that's, that's kind of that's my kind of my witchcraft. It's kind of creepy lurker, uh, stalker witchcraft. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally I'm with you. I I you know there's all that stuff that all those old sayings about like oh stop and smell the roses and mm-hmm. uh, you know be be in the moment, be present. Like all of that stuff is we said for a reason. Like mm-hmm. we we keep saying it over and over again for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's not usually until you're older and you don't feel the push to like be constantly producing that you realize oh shit i should have been doing this my whole life and Mm -hmm. i could this is what i hear over and over and over and over my grandparents told me this my parents are telling me this Mm -hmm. you know they're getting older stop and smell the roses now appreciate things now Mm -hmm. and engage with them now right and And the overculture does not support that at least in this in this country the overculture uh wants producers yeah that's what the overculture wants it's very hard and it's very hard. Everything mm-hmm. around you is giving you that silent message. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and of course, these days, uh, Tom and I are convinced that our computers are listening to us or something because, uh, you know, we'll have a conversation about an object or a thing. And then uh, 48 hours later, it's There's coming an up ad. an yeah. ad. And it's like, okay, yeah. great. Not yeah. in that world. Super. <laughs> yeah. All of it's very, very, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, but mm-hmm. it's, which is why it's so important to disengage, disconnect, go, mm-hmm. as the kids say, touch some grass um, and, you know, be in the present, be in the moment. It's a very important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So before we go, so you mentioned that you were working on another project. Is it something you can talk about or is it something you, you got to wait? Yeah, talk? I can talk. It, it's uh, I just submitted my manuscript uh, like a couple of weeks ago and it's going to be massively rewritten. <laughs> It happens. I've been through that myself. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I have a fair amount that uh, that I can work with. So I'm not going to be starting from scratch. And I'm really going to be looking at uh, energy. So much mm-hmm. of the first book uh, with Vinny is about energy, uh, identifying it, identifying how to um, uh, interact with it. Uh, how do you how do you. Um, how do you harness these other uh, threads of energy and braid them together so that you're able to uh, uh, put your intention out there and, and, and try to manifest that intention. And so it's going to be an extension of that. It'll be, it'll be more information about way up in my head. Vinny always says like, like I'm way up in my head, uh, which I don't know if you've noticed, but way up there. And Vinny is very much uh, in his heart. And mm-hmm. so that's what made this book such a great uh, uh, kind of a blend because it has all my head space in it and it has Vinny's heart space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Your head magic and his heart magic powers mm-hmm. combined mm-hmm. created this awesome book. Yep. This awesome book, yeah. Thank you. Uh, fantastic. So where can people find you if they want to follow up and, and all that good stuff? Uh, I am on Instagram primarily as The Corner Crone. Uh, I have a couple of Facebook pages. One is my personal page, Martha Kirby Capo. And it's okay if you want to friend me on there. I mean, that's fine. You may see some things about my family, which is fine. My family's all cool with me. I mean, they've been incredibly supportive. Um, but you may not want to see like my cousin's graduation or something. <laughs> and then I have another uh, Facebook page that is The Corner Chrome. Uh, and other than that, I'm really, I'm a little bit on Mastodon, but not, not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be active on uh the birdie thing, but I'm not active on that. Haven't been for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and TikTok just escapes me. So really. TikTok is a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there again, but it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just completely beyond me. Yeah. So corner crone is what we're looking for. Corner on crone, Instagram and Capo. Yeah. All right. 
Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here and to talk about your magic with everybody uh, here on Modern Witch. I really do appreciate it. Well, I was delighted to have an opportunity to speak with you just because I love your book so much. I mean, it's oh, just, it is just the most God smacking, gorgeous book that I've seen in a really darn long time. So I, I wish that great success. It, it really, it's gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> right. It was a, a, so many moons uh, to make that happen. And the, the first pictorial was way smoother as far as the, 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 the picture taking. Um, and the crystal book took a very long time. And I would like tell people like, oh, you know, this is taking pictures of crystals is really hard. And I would get it. No, it's not. I do it all the time for Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but yours have glares and yours have all these things that mine can't have. And I have to depict a magical act while doing it. Like it's a mm -hmm. whole thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh, no, it's it, great. Because really you can see from the composition of the, of the photographs, I understand why every single element in that photograph is in that photograph. And it Thank all you. points back to the crystal. Thank I mean, you. it's just, a, it, it's <laughs> yeah. magnificent. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to put that in my heart. I'm going to put that in a stone and hold on to that so that when I'm feeling not so great about whatever, I'm going to be like, well, Marla's that I am. I'm going to do a book again. I'm going to pull on that. Um, thank you so much. Uh, again, everybody check out Corner Crone on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you can, she's in the, if you're on Facebook, we've got her already linked in the posts. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> thank you everybody. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in a couple of days. Bye. <laughs> Let me get the right button now. There we go. That had to be like probably one of the funnest interviews I think I'd done in a long time. She is just kind of a ball of joy. Like it's, it was kind of infectious. So it was an absolute treat to have her on. And I hope to have her on again. And I hope she writes more. And I hope you're following her. And I hope that you stay tuned because we have another interview coming up um, in just a couple of days. I'll be dropping that. So thanks for tuning in again. You can go to modernwitch.com. You can find my books, like my brand new book, Houseplant Horticulture, which is available for pre-order right now and will be coming out this spring. Um, and, you know, blogs and art projects, all kinds of cool things end up over there on modernwitch.com. We'll see you soon. There are forces at work here, dark, incomprehensible forces. Satyrs Incorporated.